Welcome back, everybody. This is a special solo episode. We're diving deep on when it's time to launch a podcast. How do you know when it's time, right? You might have a podcast idea that's been floating around for a while. You may have gotten a flash of insight, and now you're excited about something. But the question is, is it the right time? And do you have the right idea? And so that's what I want to dive deep in today. Uh, if, you, uh, if you go through this episode or an episode like this or any of our podcast episodes, and, uh, and you, do, you come to the conclusion that, look, this is the right time for me to launch a podcast. I don't want to do any of the back-end work. I just want to show up and talk and let somebody else do the rest. Just head over to our agency website, pursuingresults.com, and you can learn about our launch and production service there. It's completely done for you, specifically built and designed for coaches, co uh, consultants, and speaker author types like you. So let's get into kind of the evaluation. So where this came from was, uh, this morning, I was looking for something in an old uh, notebook for one of my clients, and it was kind of a decision-making matrix inspired by some of the work I was doing at that time. Uh, I was going through a book uh, called Managing the Professional Service Firm by David Maester, which is an amazing book. Absolutely amazing. He's one of the clearest thinkers on strategy I've ever, ever run across. I love his stuff. I've read almost everything he's written. And what I did is I went through that book and it was so, you know, revelatory and groundbreaking for me that it got my brain firing in a whole bunch of different directions. And, and at one point I sat down and I wrote out how I would evaluate a business opportunity based on the things he talked about in that book. And I ran across that again today and re-looked at it and realized like, holy cow, this is the exact <laughs> way I would lead a potential client through the process of deciding if it was time to launch a podcast. So I, I want to lead you through some of these things. We've got, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions. So I want to give you eight thought provoking questions that lead you from kind of the big macro, um, thinking about your environment all the way down to just you internally and does this fit your vision, right? So kind of big to small. So let's start with the first question. So how do you know when it's time to launch a podcast? So the first question I would ask is, do people want it? In other words, it's kind of a, a key question to ask yourself that forces you to think through, is there a fit between what I'm going to put out there and a market for it, right? Do people want it? Uh, a better way to look at this and get an idea, maybe do some market research is to go on your social media profiles and start asking people, you know, what podcasts are they listening to? What do they like about them? What's missing? What can't they find? Um, what do they have to sift through, you know, on podcast episodes to get to, you know, throwing out all the stuff they don't care about, right? Because you're really looking for, okay, my idea that I have for podcasts, do people want it? That's number one. Number two, there's a couple of quality questions here. Can you deliver superb quality, right? In other words, <clears throat> does, does a podcast fit into your schedule? Are you willing to buy a microphone? Are you willing to set time aside, which is actually the more important thing? Um, are you willing to hire an agency to deliver the quality, right, that you know is expected? In other words, can you deliver superb quality. Now, not everything has to be a superb quality. For example, I'm recording this on a microphone that costs less than $100, but it's because I've been doing podcasting for so long that I know when I see a value. I don't need a $500 microphone to produce consistently good quality audio. In fact, this microphone is so good because it doesn't need to be in a recording studio. But I didn't know that five years ago. I used a, a studio microphone right? So even though it was technically higher quality, the end result wasn't higher quality podcast. And so when I talk about can you deliver superb quality, it's not about investing in the latest, greatest technology, right? It's about 
can you deliver a podcast to the listener that the listener thinks is better than what's out there? Okay. Which leads me to the next question on quality. Can you generate word of mouth? Right. This podcast idea of yours, is it something you're excited about or is it something other people would be excited about to the point where they tell their friends that they found this? Right. And you may not know that, but you can start to get a sense of that by the conversations you're having with people in your life that you can envision working with and the people that you can envision listening to your podcast. And if you don't have anybody in your life like that, um, then you got to go out and find them right? If the people in your life are too advanced and you want to start a podcast that serves a lower level, more, more of a mainstream audience, then you got to go out and have conversations with the people in the mainstream. You got to make sure that you're having those conversations to figure out what's going on in their head right now. If they encounter a podcast like I have in mind, is it going to make them go nuts and make them want to share it? Or are they just going to kind of consume it and go, okay, that was nice and then move on? Because uh, one of the toughest things about growing a podcast is taking a podcast that isn't all that different from what's already out there and getting people to spread it by word of mouth, which is where two-thirds of podcast growth comes from. So if you don't have something right off the bat that generates word of mouth, then already you've lost two-thirds of your opportunity to promote your podcast. And now you're relegated to doing something that is only going to move the needle 30% right? At the most, if you do everything you possibly could, right? You're missing out on word of mouth, which is two thirds of podcast growth. So that's why I always want to throw in there. Can this generate word of mouth? All right. Now let's look at kind of the marketing part of it. Can we attract new people to the podcast sustainably? Uh, so one of the traps that I think coaches and consultants can potentially fall into with podcasting is they end up spending their time creating the content and little to no time marketing the content. And this is a very easy trap to fall into. If I didn't have good systems with my team or, or when I have a team member uh, that is critical to the production of my podcast, when I have them, let's say, step out due to issues in their personal life and they have to take a step back, when, whenever that system takes a hit, my podcast you know, promotion system, and all the work falls on me to promote the podcast, guess what? It's inconsistent, right? As methodical and systematic as I am, that doesn't mean that I'm always good at executing my own systems. So don't put it all on yourself. In terms of attracting new audience members, make sure that you have a plan going in that either somebody is going to help you with the social media marketing of it, or that you're, you have a plan to just incorporate it into the things that you're already doing that you know is sustainable. And if you're not doing a lot already, if you don't have a big social platform and you don't have an audience, then what's the plan to grow one, right? Because if you don't have a lot of people to tell that the podcast came out, people aren't just going to magically stumble across it. You've got to have access to an audience of people who you have the right to communicate with to tell them about the podcast in order to expect a podcast launch to go really well. So that's another, another issue that can get people in trouble is not having really a big audience of people that they have access to and expecting that by putting out a podcast, you'll have a big launch just by virtue of the fact that you're launching something. So there's, there's a little bit of a mismatch there in expectations where you can be unnecessarily frustrated or disappointed in your results when actually you got exactly the results that you should expect, right? So be very careful going into it and take care with yourself not to set unreasonable expectations, which will then make you feel bad about yourself for not hitting them when they shouldn't have been set as expectations to begin with. So that's all I'll say about that. Okay, the next question, do you have the right people in the right seats? And what I mean by that in the context of a podcast is, do you have guests in mind and do you have an expert who's going to help you launch the podcast, 
produce the podcast, right? Set the strategy. Do you have the right people in place? Do you have an assistant who's going to go out and get you booked on other podcasts to promote yours? Um, you know, getting you featured, putting you in front of things, yeah, putting together the emails for you, getting the emails out to your list, right? Those are, those are different people. And the question to ask yourself at this stage is, do I have the right people in the right seats on the bus, right? Do I have the right expert in my corner? And do I have the right people underneath me or person underneath me to do the back end work that I shouldn't be doing? Okay. So the next question is about sustainability. Uh, does your podcast have key factors that will endure? Um, one of the interesting things that happens with, you know, jumping on every new trend is some of them are so unique that they don't carry well over into other things. Podcasting, one of the nice things about podcasting is that if you're recording, you know, 15 minute solo episodes, um, 30 minute interviews and stuff like that on zoom, it gives you so much raw material that you can use in so many other different ways. You know, it knocks out a lot of your responsibilities for creating content. If you were to go and launch a podcast as an Alexa skill or an Alexa flash briefing, especially where it's just like a, you know, at this point, I think Alexa flash briefing is, you know, under a couple of minutes. It can't, it has to be super, super short. And so, yes, that may be an opportunity, but is that a key factor that will endure? Well, it remains to be seen. You know, flash briefings might get huge. They might be a fad that comes and goes. It might never take off. We don't really know. But I do know this. Launching that type of podcast, which I would call a micro podcast, um, doesn't give you any leverage in other areas. And we don't know if it's a key factor that will endure. So, steering all of your content creation towards something that, had, doesn't have the long-term potential kind of proven yet, uh, it leaves you open to that possibility that you've started something and put a lot of work into something that doesn't have key factors that will endure. So when you're looking at your podcast idea, you, you want to ask yourself, does this podcast have key factors that will endure, right? And are the conversations I'm going to have on this podcast something that five years from now are still going to be valuable? right? Uh, are, the, are the solo episodes that you're going to record still going to be evergreen two and three years from now? Is it something you could use in your email nurture system two years from now to bring people in and nurture them on your belief system, right? Are there key factors that will endure? Because the more of those you have, the more sustainable your podcast is going to be. And here's my final question to ask in terms of when, when is the right time to launch a podcast? What are you building towards and what do you get out of the podcast, right? What, what are you building towards and what do you get out of, 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 of the podcast, of running the podcast, of hosting the podcast? Does that fit together, right? So you got to know what you're building towards, right? Not just in terms of the podcast, like you might have a vision for what your podcast looks like. And with the right help, especially if you're working with an agency or a producer or whatever, getting the vision that you have in your head of your podcast actually isn't all that hard. The hard parts is making sure that the podcast aligns with your business model so it actually creates demand for the thing that you sell and making sure that it's sustainable over the long run and ties into your big vision of who you are and what you wanna do, right? Does it actually attract the right people that you wanna teach, train, and lead? There's another really big trap here when people skip over this question is they'll end up getting excited about a podcast idea and six months, 12 months in, they realize it's not generating demand. And when you go back and talk to them about it, you realize that they started a podcast for the sake of downloads and for attention and because they got excited about the particular types of conversations they were going to have. And they ended up starting a podcast aimed at the wrong audience. 
And it really, really, really helps to go through questions like this and really focus yourself and ground yourself in the big vision. What are you building towards? And what does that podcast do to help you achieve that, right? What is the podcast going to do that's going to help you get closer to the very thing you're building towards? Because if it doesn't, then it might not be worth pursuing unless you're ready to make a major change in your big vision, right? So grounding yourself in what your big vision is and then seeing if that podcast aligns is a crucial, crucial thing. So if you have answers to those types of questions, um, and you may not have all the answers yet, you may just have tentative, you know, yes, I think people want it. Yes, I think I can deliver superb quality. Yes, I'm pretty sure I can generate word of mouth. I think I can attract new listeners. I, you know, I, I may not have all the right people, but I'm going to get them in place and I have a plan to do that. I'm pretty sure I have key factors that will endure. And I'm pretty sure that this podcast is going to create demand for the thing that I want to sell and attract the right people into me so it serves my big vision. If you can give, you know, a, yeah, I think so, and I'm, or I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case to all of those things, then now is probably the right time to launch a podcast. And as I record this, we're still in the throes of uh, what I call the Corona apocalypse. Um, and so you might be asking just about the timing versus, you know, let's say six months ago when there was nothing unusual going on in the world, right? Is this a bad time to launch versus any other time? And there, there's a couple of different answers for that. Number one, the, the right time to launch a podcast is way more about you and the alignment with your business and making sure that you attract the right people than it is about external factors that you can't control, right? You'll never be able to control the fact that you missed out on part of the podcast boom. That doesn't mean there's not millions of more podcasts to be launched that are going to do fantastically well. You can't control what the macro economy is doing and you can't control everything that's going through the heads of the people that you want to serve and sell to, right? That doesn't mean you can't launch a show that gets you more authority, more visibility and more relationships in your space. Because I can tell you this, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in the economy, you having more authority, more visibility and more relationships in your niche will never hurt. It will always help. So that's my message to you today. You know, there's been some amazing businesses started in the, in the throes of the Great Depression. So as I record this, we're in the middle of, you know, uh, some people have called it the Great Suppression, which I think is uh, funny and accurate. Um, this is going to be the most extreme example of an economic hardship that we've gone through in a long time. You know, for most of us, at least since 07, 08, and hopefully this will be the most extreme example that most of us experience in a very long time right? I don't, something like this just does not come around very often. But the interesting thing about this time is that people are home. They didn't vanish off the face of the earth and all the money in their bank account didn't necessarily leave either. Um, if you're in the coaching consulting world and you're selling to companies, you're selling to entrepreneurs, you're selling to individuals, doing personal development, whatever, um, people have money. People have access to money, they have access to capital, they have access to credit. In some cases, money is still being spent um, and more money is going to become, uh, you know, come trickling in or even at some point pouring into the economy um, for better or worse. But there's plenty of money out there still. And so whatever you might think of what's going on in the economy or in the culture right now, people have more time to listen to podcasts. And if you're looking at yourself going, hey, I've got an amazing idea and I have more time to record podcasts and people have more time to listen to podcasts. So now sounds like the perfect time. That may be true, provided you have the other elements in place, right? And that's why I wanted to talk about those seven or eight questions uh, that I think are really applicable. Those, those same seven or eight questions apply amazingly well to any 
business strategy question you have. I've just phrased them for podcasting because I look at podcasting as a, sub, a subset of every business opportunity you'd make you know, decisions on every day right? Every marketing vehicle is a business strategy decision. It's not, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. So keep in mind, you can use those, those seven or eight questions for any business opportunity that you run across. So hopefully that was helpful. Like I said, if you, if you are feeling that you do have a great idea, you're confident on some of those questions that I asked and you want to talk about it, just head over to our, our agency website, pursuingresults.com. Like I said, it's a complete done for you service. Uh, so we'll take care of all the strategy work with you. We'll do all the backend work and production. We'll launch everything. We even send you the microphone, the same microphone that I use because we want to take care of everything humanly possible to take the tactics and the technology out of the mix completely. So you can just show up and hit record and talk and allow us to do everything else for you. So if you're interested, head over to pursuingresults.com. Uh, if you want to dive more into the business strategy of just becoming famously influential to the right people, then you can go to microfamousbook.com, pick up a free copy of Microfamous. You just cover the shipping. I cover the cost of the book, get it into your hands. Um, and that's about all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and attention. And we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous. Famous.